0: Have you faced a situation that you've done everything within your power to make a difference and there's no response? Tune into today's broadcast and we're gonna share with you how to address through prayer and make change in a hopeless situation.
1: Welcome to Wisdom for Living with Greg Moore. Join with Greg as he shares truth from the Word of God that will help you grow in wisdom and successfully navigate a balanced life with family, marriage, finances, and relationships. And now, here's Greg.
0: Hey, I want to welcome you to another broadcast of Wisdom for Living. My name is Greg Moore, and we're in, a, in the middle of an exciting new series called Developing an Effective Prayer Life. Man, God is really after uh, you and I, understanding He doesn't do anything on earth apart from our, our relations, His relationship with you and me. And, and, and He uses prayer to do that. Um, James chapter uh, 5 and verse 15 it says the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up and if he's committed sins he'll be forgiven confess your trespasses one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much and that word those two words effective and fervent are really one greek word it just means to be effectual in, in its work. In other words, uh, he's talking about uh, a prayer that gets results. And and that's what we're gonna be talking about today. And uh, so I w- wanna make sure you uh, maybe maybe uh, call a friend or uh, reach out to uh, uh, someone, text someone to uh, t- tune into the bro- this broadcast. Well, I wanna tell you a funny, this is called valet parking and a couple of other short jokes. Uh, to get, rid, to get rid of unwanted junk during the holidays, uh, discovered a new method. Just put it in an Amazon box and leave it on your porch. <laughs> That's funny. A married man's honest confession. I always read my wife's horoscope to see what kind of day I'm going to have. <laughs> and finally, re- remember what the valet... Who parked your car looks like? Because we don't have valet parking. <laughs> you might want to. You might want to take a picture of that guy. <laughs> That's awesome. Praise God. Well, my merry heart does good like a medicine. So uh, we, you know, we we read in First Timothy uh, in our last broadcast, First Timothy chapter two. Uh, Paul's talking to Timothy, who's pastoring the largest church of the work in the world at the at that time. Um, some historians say it was up to fifty thousand members. we know it was over thirty thousand and uh they were you know they had a lot of house churches and then they met together um corporately and uh in in first Timothy, chapter three in verse fifteen. Paul said, but if I'm delayed, I'm I'm writing you so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is a church of, of the living God. So the reason Paul wrote this letter to Timothy was to was to show him how the church is supposed to operate, how the church is supposed to function. And if you're born again, you're part of the church. So he's talking to you and me. And if you back up to chapter 2 and verse 1... He said, therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. And then this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So unpacking that, he's saying, first of all, I want you to understand your first responsibility as a church, as part of the church, is to pray. And when he said, first of all, that implies, obviously, there's second of all, third of all, and fourth of all. And and certainly, praying doesn't take the place of preaching and teaching the Word. Or it doesn't take the place of you and I modeling what we're praying, okay, uh, of us living righteously and living in God's grace and it doesn't take the place of of you and I doing our you know civic responsibilities of you know of of obeying the ordinances and paying our taxes and and um and voting and those kinds of things but he said first of all pray and then and then he said you know pray for uh and give thanks by the way for all men then that includes bad dudes and bad dudettes. <laughs> um, and he said for kings and for all who are in authority. And the kings of that day were bad kings; these weren't good guys. And he said, yet I, I want you, I want you to pray for them, and and he said if we'll do that, we'll we'll lead a quiet and peaceable life, in all godliness and and. Uh, and 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 reverence and then and this is good in the sight of God, because this is how God gets his will to pass on the earth is when you and I first of all take our responsibility, we take our place in prayer and we read the word of God, or as we're spending time with the Lord, he downloads things in 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 our hearts that that is his will, where this is his will, but what's going on in the earth is something else and and he said in order for me to uh, supplant what's not my will and I need someone on earth to agree with my will so that I can so that I can uh, you know do, deal a death blow to the things that are not my will and that, that that includes things that are going on in our nation things that are going on in our states things that are going on in our cities in our schools in our in our families in the workplace you and i my brother and sister have authority you and i have power and and my goal in this series is is to help you to develop an effective prayer life that changes things and makes a difference and he said then he said that that all men would be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth so when you and i are taking our place in prayer and we're seeing things that are happening in our culture, in our society, in our families, in our finances, that don't line up with the will of God, he said. First of all, take your place in prayer. Take authority over that. Declare, My King, uh, Kingdom of God come, will of God be done. Don't don't agree with what you see. Uh, he he said, pray, and establish My will, and that sets up an environment where God is able to bring it to pass, and. And open up doors so that people can preach the gospel, so so uh, so things can be moved around in place where people can be in positions of authority in our communities, in our school boards, in our you know in our cities, in our states and state in our in, in our nation. And and it, God got, you know God uses people in prayer. He uses. Uh, the prayer lives of his people to establish his will on the earth. That's the way God set it up, and I and I shared in the, the last broadcast that you know um, a few a few weeks ago I was I just found myself uh, watching bad news on a good news channel, and I found myself in a, entering into unbelief, and into hopelessness, and in despair. And basically the Lord woke, you know, woke my mind up and said, what are you doing? And you're, you're all anxious and worried and fretting over something you can't control in the natural. But he said, I've given you my word and I've given you authority. You're seated together with me in heavenly places. And I've set up prayer as the first, it's like the first responders. And it's, it's the first uh, wave to allow my, Spirit to to manifest in the earth today and to change what you're seeing that you don't like and that it works in your families It'll work with your children. It'll work with your finances and I'm telling you my brother and sister too many times what we're doing and I'm going to give you give you plenty of examples about this, but what we're doing is we're wringing our hands in despair over circumstances that we see that in the natural we can't control but the Lord said, you know, hey, wake up. You, I've given you, are seated together with me in heavenly places. I've given you authority. You can, you can speak my word and out through that avenue of prayer that is, that, is, that is standing on my word, on the foundation of my word, I will use that to, uh, that gives me the right to enter into that situation and bring about change. Wow, that's, that's powerful. What, what God showed me about that, one of the examples he gave me was, uh, many of you may remember in 1991 Desert Storm where Iraq invaded Kuwait. And the United States and, and the Allies developed through, a Norman, through General Norman uh, Schwarzkopf, developed, um, developed uh, a strategy that uh, for Desert Desert Storm, where they went in and they just uh, with with the military with with uh, their air force, they they uh, bombed all of the key uh, places that uh, Iraq had their uh, you know storage places, their their airplanes, their uh, fuel tanks, all of the things that that they needed to to uh, you you know. To uh, accomplish what they were ac- trying to accomplish and taking over another nation, and we took and we took air superior superiority over them. We we went in and and through through the air force and through the navy and all the all the uh, you know uh, air uh, attack. We we took air superior superiority over Iraq, and then the ground troops were able to come in. Prayer is a lot like that. We're taking air superiority. Then, then you can come in and preach the gospel. And some people have uh, basically uh, set prayer aside as unnecessary because uh, they, they've seen some people just obsess with prayer and not ever preach the gospel. So I'm not saying that at all. I understand. We've got to, you know, people aren't going to get saved by, by prayer alone. Everything's not going to change by prayer alone, but prayer establishes an avenue through which God can begin to then mobilize things on in the natural where where he where uh, you know things can change on earth where you know the 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 ground forces can come in and and have, have an effective uh, win and that's exactly what what prayer does. You know I shared this in the last broadcast, Paul. Uh, prayed in, in, for, in 2 Thessalonians 3, Brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified. And then in, in Ephesians 6, he prayed that, you know, pray for me that utterance may give, be given to me that I may speak the word boldly. And so w- so prayer and the preaching of the gospel work hand in hand. And actually prayer comes first according according to uh, uh, the Word of God and Jesus' instruction to his disciples when they watched him pray, they said, "Man, we'd never seen anybody pray like this." And in Luke eleven, said they uh, they were watching Jesus in verse one, and he and 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 he, they said, "Lord, teach us to pray like John taught his disciples." But man, John didn't pray like Jesus prayed, and Jesus came in and he 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 just taught him. And and he said, "Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name." So first of all, in prayer, it's 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 a time of worship and exalting him and realizing that when you exalt him, you're seated together with him. And when you when you're worshiping him, he, he begins to download in you what his heart is for you to even know what to pray. What God, what do you want to do today? Where where do you want to move? What you know the my my. Uh, a child's teacher say, says that my child has ADHD or something else, and you know, or they're a slow learner, or they, they're dyslexic, or you know, they they, they just can't get a, a certain subject. Well, you know, but the Word of God says they have the mind of Christ. And so, what do I? Instead of agreeing with what the teacher says, I'm not denying that they my child may be struggling, but I'm going to speak the Word of God to displace what's happening in the natural. And if you'll spend time with God and find out what's on his heart, that's why I I would encourage you to, you know, get my book, Scriptures to Live By. It's got 41 categories of scripture that you can just look up scriptures and then you can speak and pray the word of God. And if you'll spend time with God first and find out what's on his heart and mind, then the next thing he says, is, kingdom of God come, will of God be done. And in other words, you know, uh, find out what, what God wants to do on earth and then, and then establish his kingdom through prayer. Establish his will through prayer. And man, you and I are co-laborers with him. That's the way God set this thing up. Is that it, is it, we're we are his change agents. We don't need to enter into unbelief and, 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 and into hopelessness and despair because of circumstances in life. Jesus didn't let storms or demons or Pharisees or persecution or lies or he didn't let any of that freak him out. He stayed in a place of peace. But why? Because he knew that his father loved him. And he knew that when he prayed and when he spoke God, heaven was going to back his words. And my brother and sister, he's delegated that same authority to you and me. It is powerful. It's just it's just powerful to understand how the kingdom of God works. Matthew 16:19. I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You could say it like this: Whatever you whatever you uh, forbid will be forbidden. Whatever you allow or tolerate or will be allowed or tolerated. Whatever you whatever you release whatever you declare will be released and whatever you don't won't man there, there's just so many examples of of how you and i can re- release kingdom authority in the earth Psalm ezekiel 37 uh, verse 1 and says the hand of the lord came upon me and brought me in the spirit of the lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones and he caused me to pass through them all. And behold, there were very many in the, in the open valley. Indeed, they were very dry. And so these were dry bones that, that he saw. And he, and he said, son of man, can these bones live? And so I answered and said, oh, Lord God, you know. That's a, good, that's a good answer, Lord, you know. And again, he said, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And he goes on, and and essentially God speaks to him to speak to the bones, prophesy to those bones that they're going to live. What he saw was very dry, and they were separated. And he said, Can these bones live? And he said, Well, you know, Lord. And, And what did God tell him to do? He said, Prophesy to what looks like is dead, what looks like it's separated. There's no breath and no life. What are you doing, my brother and sister, with what looks like it's dry, it looks like it's dead, it looks like it's hopeless? God said, take my word and pray and prophesy. Speak, in, speak to those dry bones. Speak to the, those hard hearts. Speak to those situations where they look hopeless. Don't agree with hopelessness. Don't agree with what the enemy is doing. Through prayer, you and I have authority to prophesy, and those bones came together, and they became a great army, and God breathed and hid the breath of life into that. And if you get a hold of this, listen, you can change what's going on with your children. You can change what's going on uh, in, in your family. You can change what's going on with your finances or your health. And you can, we can change Together, we can change what's going on in this nation through prayer. If we'll take our place, if we'll stop wringing our hands in despair because we're watching the Ten Spies Network. Man, you and I have authority, and we can pray the Word of God. Um, You know, Psalms 122, 6 through 8 says, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will say, peace be within you. Why would God ask us to pray for Jerusalem if we couldn't affect peace in Jerusalem? Why, if we can, and if we can pray for the peace of Jerusalem, we can certainly pray for the peace of our cities. And there's so many things in our families, with, with our, in our finances. If you'll get in the Word of God, and find out what God says about your children. Um, so Isaiah 54:13, that my children are taught of the Lord, and great is their peace. I'm praying that uh, Psalm 127:5, where my children are concerned, they're going to speak with their enemies in the gate. The devil, you're going to rue the day you ever came against my child. They're going to take authority over you. Proverbs 6:22, that when my children are wa- are roaming. The word of God is going to lead them. When they're sleeping, the word of God is going to keep them. When they're when they're uh, 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 when they're walking, they're, uh, they're, the word of God is going to, going to going to speak to them. Listen, if you'll speak the word of God into your situation, things will change. Things will move over. Circumstances will will change. The word of God is greater than anything that the enemy's doing in life, my brother and sister. But God has to have someone on earth agree with Him in order to bring His will to pass. Now let me take you to a a family wedding in Houston, Texas with me several years ago. I was at this wedding of a family member and I saw saw family and friends there that I hadn't seen in over 20 years. Um, Two people... Caught the focus of my attention. One was a one was a former uh, a, a friend that I, w- I had been in business with. Another was a a, a relative of mine, and I began to I, wa- I went up to the relative of mine and began to, you know, try to share, you know, the love of God with them, and they just they did they just ignored it. They just walked off, and then my then I the same thing with my my friend. I started to share. What, what God had done in my life and, and, and he, he just started talking about how he was womanizing and, and, and he just started talking about partying and all kinds of things. That, you know, I, and, and, I, and, he, and he walked off and I sat there for, for close to an hour gripped in a kind of despair that I finally verbalized to the Lord while watching people drink and dance their sorrows away on the dance floor of that wedding reception. And I said, Father, there's nothing I can do to help these folks. They won't listen to me. I can't preach the word to them. You know, I, I, they, won't, they won't hear me. They won't, even, they won't even acknowledge me. And I finally came out with this and said, all I can do is pray. Have you ever said that? Anyway, this was one of those Damascus Road experiences for me. That changed, that helped me to see I was God delivered me from unbelief. Because what I saw was that, what, that when I had no opportunity to do something to change a situation or minister to someone where where they could believe and receive, I entered. I allowed myself to enter into unbelief, and and I heard the Holy Spirit ask me the question: "All you can do is pray." Sometimes that's my only assignment for you. At those times when it when there's nothing you can do in the natural to change anything from a human standpoint uh, that where you can speak into their lives and they're not listening to you, I'm still looking for someone who will invite me into that situation and speak my word and pray my word into that situation, even if, even if they can't personally do it, do anything about it. And, and man, the light finally dawned on the lightning fast mind. And I said, you mean... He said, yeah, you mean I can do something right now? And he said, yeah, pray. And and pray my word. And bind the spirit of, de- 2 Corinthians 4, 4, bind the spirit of deception and blindness off of them. And then, and then Matthew 9, 37 and 38, pray that laborers will be sent into their lives who will speak the truth in love to them, maybe they won't listen to you, but by your prayers, you're giving me an avenue through which to work. I can't. My my prayers don't automatically change that person's heart, but my prayers can bring God's influence to bear in their lives. And my brother and sister, that man, I boy, I repented. Uh, in fact, I prayed. Ephesians 1, 17 through 19, that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened and God send laborers into their lives that'll speak the truth in love to them. Amen. I started having joy and started having faith again. Listen, my brother and sister, prayer is not the only thing, but prayer is the first thing. And sometimes with our families, uh, people who know us or are too familiar with us or they're not receptive to us, Uh, We we enter in like I was in that time, we enter into more unbelief than the people that we're praying for. And God said, stop all that, believe me, and and allow me to use you to pray and make a difference in someone else's life. Maybe you're not the one that's gonna minister to them, but through your prayers that line up with my word, it will give me an avenue to take air superiority so the ground troops can come in and they can be saved, they can be delivered, they can be healed. Man, this is just, this is just a powerful revelation. Uh, I want you to continue to stay tuned to these broadcasts because we're going we're to uh, continue to talk about how to develop an effective prayer life that's going to change circumstances, change your life, change your finances, change your family in Jesus' name. Thanks for tuning in today.
1: In his book, Scriptures to Live By, Greg has compiled an arsenal of scriptures in 41 essential categories that will arm you to successfully conquer life's difficulties. Speak the word over your circumstances. Order your copy at gregmore.com today.
0: Hey, if you've been blessed by this broadcast and this series on developing an effective prayer life, Go online, gregmore.com, and pick up a copy, either uh, DVD, USB, uh, CD, and, uh, and then get, get one ex- uh, an extra one for your friends and family. Uh, check it out, gregmore.com.
1: Today's teaching, Developing an Effective Prayer Life, is available in a five disc CD or DVD album, or on a USB flash drive containing both audio and 4K video. Go to gregmoore.com and order your copy today. On our website, you'll find Greg's latest book release, free teachings, as well as many other resources. You'll be able to access his blogs, quotes of wisdom, and funnies of the week. While there, please connect with us and let us know how you or a loved one has been blessed by this ministry. We'd love to hear from you. Remember, you can order resources or partner with our ministry at gregmore.com or by writing to us at P.O. Box 7702, Woodland Park, Colorado 80863. We look forward to hearing from you today. Join us again tomorrow for more Wisdom for Living.
0: There's uh, problems in our nation. There's strife, there's race issues, there's you know financial problems and, and, and challenges. And, and guys, l- listen, prayer is the place where we go and we hear from God and he, and he gives us wisdom and he shows us what part of his word that we're to act on and, 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 and we can come out of that place and with, with, uh, with knowing what to do and we can come out of that place successful. Um, you, you have a powerful, powerful position in prayer. You're seated together with, you and I are seated together with Him in heavenly places. And He told us, first of all, pray.
1: That's tomorrow on Wisdom for Living.